0: Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at fanniemay.com slash credit education.
1: Success is in session. Brought to you by Office Debo Office Max. Make the most of your back-to-school budget with a free Office Depot Office Max Rewards Program membership.
2: You get 2% back-in rewards on supplies, furniture, technology, and more every day. Plus, weekly members-only deals and $2 back-in rewards for three product reviews each month.
1: Spend $10 and recycle up to 10 ink and toner cartridges in one month and get $2 back-in rewards next day. Not a member? Sign up in-store or online at
0: OfficeDepot.com and learn
2: about this week's deals.
1: Hi, I'm Colin Horton. I'm an award-winning surveyor, part-time property investor, and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking some personal questions, and ultimately, getting candid. Good morning everyone. Uh, welcome to today's show. I have the lovely Sarah Tucker with me today. Um and we are gonna get candid. So Sarah, thank you for coming on the show. I feel a bit overwhelmed actually because you're already quite a successful podcaster and
2: I've <laughs> <laughs> only a few months in. I'm literally only, only started months. in November.
1: That's good that You've got quite a few episodes done though, haven't you? yeah. You've, like, you've done you rile through it. Yeah?
2: I know. You know well, every single week they add up quite quick, don't they? That's the thing. But where yeah. did you kind
0: of start getting on it? Like?
2: I think I just, I'm always trying to think of the thing that not everybody's doing in my industry. So, um, and I also, I also need to keep myself excited, which isn't always easy in mortgages. <laughs> so I was just, I just had this, yeah, I just always had this idea of doing it. And then I do numerology. And so I worked out all my numbers and found out last November was the time if I was going to do it, it was then. Otherwise, this year is not a a great year for me in numbers. What is
1: numerology? I have no idea what that Uh, is.
2: See, I'm into all this woo stuff. You'll get used to me. But (laughs) numerology is is really good, actually, especially if you're into – if you're in a a business owner or anyone, to be honest. But basically, the date of birth – That you're, well, the day you're born is your number, and that's your life path number. But you can break it down into the number that you input. What's your date of birth? I'll work yours out now. 23.
1: Oh, so do, you w- do you much?
2: want to tell everybody what your date of birth is? Yeah, no,
1: I'm. I am. I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm 32, which is such a nothing age as well, isn't it? 32. <laughs> like you've got loads of responsibility, nothing really exciting, and your body's starting to give up on you a bit. Oh, but, um... Stop,
2: God, you're going to depress me. <laughs> I'm older than you. Um, you are a number six, so your life path number is number six because you add your date of birth together. Anyway, um, that means you are um, very much into relationships and. Oh, I can hear a notification. Um, yeah, you're very much into yeah, relationships, connections, making connections with people. That's kind of like what you're here to do, is um
0: very true, very true, actually.
2: Yeah. So, but then you can break it down a bit further. But that's like a whole podcast episode on its own, Colin. So we should probably leave that where it is. But yeah, I started it basically because I th- I listened to podcasts and I thought, well, actually it's People don't often want to watch videos on mortgages, but actually they do need to learn more about them, so they can just stick them on in the background and learn a bit while they're cooking or driving their kids to school, or what have you. Um, and that's kind of why I did it, but it, and it seems to be working well.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's. I listened to yours first time for about three weeks ago now because I was trying to work out what structure to do these podcasts. I've no bloody clue. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> um, but I kind of know what I what I like to. You you want to take away some stuff from it, but you don't want to be Lectured at for half an hour that's no not, that's exactly um but i found yours really good so i'll put the link in this bio so people can listen to your thing as well no that'd be good thank you but um obviously we met what was it a year
2: two years two is it two years ago
1: now it's two Whenever years, years in
2: the
1: ball I and everyone thought me and Chris were a couple.
0: Yeah, I
2: yeah. I actually do think you were as well. But, yeah. Yeah, no, thought, two years. It's crazy. I'm by, isn't it? And I mean,
1: because I, I remember um, like Chris mentioned, like, mentioned you and kind of what you were doing with the mortgage mum, and I thought yeah. it was a really great concept. And I was, I love anything that's branded quite, I quite like generic brands that, kind of try and get the whole of the market kind of with one kind of key keywords like mortgage mum I thought that's great I like that yeah I'll shoot like I'm stupid, my company Hortons because it's, it's I wish I hadn't done that now I wish I'd been more specific oh, really? about, yeah like leasehold or you know it's just something quite generic but with an idea of kind of dominating the whole market not just especially if you're thinking about ever exiting name yeah. it after yourself it's not something to do. Oh.
0: Um,
1: so I'm really impressed with what you've done and obviously we work you know we Relatively close to you guys now, and I've come down to meet you know your mums. What do you call yeah. them? Is there like a collective for the mums? Is it uh,
2: well? Jamie calls Jamie calls them the mortgage mills, which I think is quite <laughs> offensive, <laughs> but um, I generally call them the girls, which is probably just yeah. as offensive to them. But yeah, I mean, the ladies, girls, there's loads of us now, and um, there's a lot more since yeah, that's 25.
1: Nice. So yeah. how, does it, how does it work how does it work then for the mortgage mum? Is it uh are they can like consultant? Are they employees? Are they self-employed?
2: Are they- we've got a couple of people employed now in management level, but they've they're self-employed brokers and they pay a membership fee into the mortgage mum um and that kind of gives them their coaching, their systems, um, the branding, their opportunity to kind of make themselves into a mortgage broker because a lot of these women are not experienced and to be perfectly honest wouldn't necessarily be taken on not because they're not talented enough because they are but because one because they're mums and they want to be flexible and that's not really um, a good interview answer if you're being interviewed for you know how much business am I going to bring but also because they haven't got pipelines of business but what they do have is loads of potential they have um, they have a spark about them. They have determination and drive and grit, and I see that. Um, and we basically turn that into successful mortgage breaking. Um, and it Love takes that. takes them all different periods of time. But yeah, so that's kind of why we're here, really, to provide that space. And they're they're absolutely amazing at what they do. They really are. So it's not. Nice. Yeah. I think
0: because I
1: think taking. I spoke on a podcast previously about how I don't actually look at CVs really. Now I kind of look at them very briefly just to make sure they're not complete and utter. Yeah. but really it's, it's the person you, you're hiring isn't it it's the person that you want to work with and I think you can make anyone that employee as long as they've got as long as they're a nice person they've got a bit of empathy yeah and uh, you know a slight brain on them is um yeah I mean how do you what's your kind of interview when you go through it? are you looking through CVs do you just going through LinkedIn are you just getting applications how's it
2: we get applications pre- application yeah, we, we get applications all the time, um, all the time now, which is lovely. But there's just so many people that want to come in for the first time ever. We've had to say no, and and we've got oh, to for a little while. But um, we do interviews over Zoom, and um, we always have. Um, and it is like you say, it's just about the people because the CV it just doesn't mean anything to me. Like I will read it and have a quick look at it, but really it's about the person. And my criteria, I suppose, probably changed since I started the business because. At the beginning, I was just amazed that anybody wanted to be a mortgage mum. I just was so thrilled that someone wanted to work within the company that I'd created. I thought, oh, yeah, how exciting. Whereas now I see the people that have struggled. You know, we do have casualties where women that come on board, that they, they not everybody can make it. And it is a hard job and it's not for everybody. So I think now we're a lot more realistic and we can see the traits of the people who succeed Versus the traits of people who tend to struggle um, within that industry. So I'm very upfront in that interview now. I I tell people it might look light and fluffy on my Instagram, but this is not a light and fluffy job. It's a very serious job. And you have to have drive. You have to be determined. And as long as they have that and they're willing to lean in and be coached, then I'm up for it. But we need them to really understand what hard work is behind the scenes because um we paint a pretty picture of <laughs> <laughs> what it looks like. But it's not always like that. So um, ultimately they have their own business. They have to be a business owner mindset, even though they are within the mortgage mum, it is their own company within it. So it takes a certain type of person to be able to take that on.
1: I mean so hard. I mean I've I've over especially the last three or four over since the Stamp Duty holiday, God, I am like I sympathize with mortgage brokers. I can't like i mean i've transacted a couple of times and it's been like i'm quite pragmatic so i'll try and just get stuff done as a surveyor i know kind of how the process works but for layman like you guys must get so much grief from people i don't know how you you deserve yeah. a medal i mean it's not even your fault half like because the lenders change their criteria all the time and yeah it's uh i mean what's
2: been the biggest challenges over the last kind of year for you oh oh gosh so many but i think there's words that we didn't even know existed a year ago like furlough you know like it's so common now but a a year ago like we didn't we didn't know any more than anyone else but we were expected to have all the answers so our lockdown consisted of picking up the phone to everybody And answering questions on things that we had only just read ourselves the day before and discussed in a meeting. Um, That can be quite tough, but we've all got used to it now. We're like watching the budget, (laughs) watching the budget as if it's like the X Factor final now. I'm like, come on, stamp juicy holiday, translating it with people. But that's why we're here, you know. Actually, for the first time ever, I don't I don't worry about robotic advice taking over mortgage brokers because we're so needed. People don't get what's going you on. Are, you are yeah. needed, yeah. Yeah, so if anything, it, it, as, challenges it, as challenging as it can be, I say to the team, you know, we're needed more than ever, and that's a great thing. So you've got to embrace it and just learn what you can and try and help your clients as much as you can.
1: And I think it's a lot of... Um... I mean, it's rare we obviously delivers some bad news, but a lot of the time you're delivering good news to people, aren't you? It's, it's yeah. quite a, an audience at that point. And I know when I get the email from a broker saying, like, oh, Cole, they've accepted you. Like, oh, I'm get in. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like. Yeah, is that like,
0: exactly. Is that the best bit of
2: the role? or What is your favorite uh, bit about being a broker? Oh, I love that bit. I mean, I also love um, when... You help people who are in a real sticky situation. And there's most brokers, I think, would just look at their case and think, oh, my God, just get it off my desk. Like, I don't I don't want to deal with a client like this. We love that because we're so determined to turn their life around. And what we try and do, which I'm really passionate about, is try and coach them about money around it because there's such a lack of education around money. People make the same mistake again and again and again because they don't actually understand what the root cause of it is. Why did they spend all that money when they didn't have it? Why do they get themselves in so much debt? There's a reason, there's an emotional reason that they hurt themselves with money or they've got money patterns from when they were a child that they didn't know about. And so all of that comes into our advice because we want to change their pattern so that when they come to us in two years and five years, we can be like, yes, well done. You You haven't taken out any more debt and now we can get you a better rate. And it's a journey um, and we've all had to learn those lessons ourselves so that's the bit I like I like seeing someone and thinking I'm gonna teach you some stuff and you're gonna really be able to take hold of it and and change your patterns with money as well as get your money sorted out
1: no I mean that's why. I mean Joe I wish I found you uh, early on because when I was younger I got myself I had no I didn't grow up with much money growing up my single mum and like I was always kind of Reaching to payday after day one of the getting paid the last day, and mm. uh, I got myself into a right pickle. I did because no one taught me about credit credit or anything. And no, I can you know, I completely f myself up going forward. Like, I got default, so I was an absolute nightmare. Oh, really? I was about yeah. 22. No one would touch I couldn't get a credit card, couldn't get anything. And I wish someone had told me early on about the implications of what was going to happen. Because between 22 and 28, you're like, your salary changes a lot, your life yeah. changes a lot, but you're still reprimanded for your sins back when you were 20, 22. Yeah. And uh, I remember going to the first car I got off that, the house mortgage guy every broker i spoke to said you're gonna need at least 50 percent deposit to get anyone to lend to you and i was like well, that's not possible then i met this geezer i'm not gonna say it was because i think it might be a little bit dodgy but he managed to get me five <laughs> 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 yeah, percent which brings me on to my next question actually because that's like, something i am interested about yeah and i think other listeners might be how much flexibility do the underwriters have when it comes to these because like for argument's sake like you might have someone that got himself into really bad debt four years ago Mm-hmm. but they, they changed their life around now and now they've got a really good job really successful career earning 100k plus yeah how much flexibility do the underwriters have even though they may well be you know two or three defaults on their accounts Still, are they are they pragmatic or are they it, very risky first
2: it depends on the bank to be honest which is why we're kind of why we're here because we turn that information into a pretty picture that we feel like the lender will be comfortable with um there's more and more lenders now that will look at the cases as an individual basis and actually look at what you're doing now, how much money you have now compared to your patterns then, and will listen to your story. But it, it does take that break in the middle, not selling myself genuinely, because you've got to filter the information. You've got yeah. to turn it into something that they're happy with. Um, so it, it can happen. I've, I mean, some of the girls have overturned cases that i never thought an underwriter would yeah. listen to, but they put forward such a good argument on such such detailed um, reasons that you can't ignore it so yeah it can happen not necessarily your high street as much but more of your specialist um lenders definitely they will look
1: something i wish i was told when i started the company up was only three years ago was that oh yeah it's all well and good trying to you know be clever with the book so to speak and uh don't pay all my taxes but like if you could you know you know make the most of the situation but obviously that's going to Im- implement you when it does come to get a mortgage and I wasn't made aware of this I didn't know this at all so I do think there's a real lack of education for even budding entrepreneurs who will be listening to this there are a couple of people yeah. I know who will be listening uh, kind of what advice would you give to kind of maybe you know young yeah, entrepreneurs who are maybe in the first second years of their companies
2: mm-hmm. in
1: you know in terms of getting the mortgage in the future because they're going to struggle initially aren't they
2: Yeah I always tell people to work backwards which isn't the traditional way but I say if you want to get a mortgage in say two years you've got to work your way backwards to then figure out what you need to earn this year and next year in your company and declare importantly and declare or you know cash out in salary and dividends if you're a limited company so that you know what you're working towards. Most company owners are just We're so in it, we don't even think about, you know, what we're trying to get out of the company to be able to get the house or get whatever we need to on the other side. So we tend to say to people, if you want to work backwards with us, we'll tell you if you'd get this much, this is how much you'll be able to buy in two years. And if you earn this much and cash out this much, this is how much you'll be looking at. And that kind of gives them a bit of direction in their company as well, for a business plan or trying to. You know, trying to look at what they actually want to get out of it each year because it's too tempting. When the tax bill comes around, it's too tempting to go, "Oh well, I've got loads of printers and I bought all this stuff for the office and I've got petrol, broadband, and and get that corporation tax bill down." But it doesn't always serve serve you when yeah, you're trying it, to get it, a all.
1: You the arse initially. Um,
2: yeah, we all do.
1: I do think yeah, I do I just think it's I just think it's a real I think it goes back to schools if I'm completely honest with you. I just don't think I mean I don't care about bloody like RE. I mean I was a Catholic boy growing up, but I don't think yeah. we need to spend like ten hours a week on R E. <laughs> No, I, I, saw something,
2: I saw something this week that said, I'm so glad that I learned about Pythagoras theorem <laughs> instead of tax because now it's Pythagoras theorem season. I'm totally equipped. But we, it's so true. Like we don't learn about tax and mortgages and deposits. And I, I talk about this a lot, but um, for fear of repeating myself, I feel like it's even worse for our younger generation now. They've got Instagram and people have so much stuff like designer stuff on instagram that they get given by people because they're influencers and people want it so when you're 18 to 22 like you say you're just it's all about what people think about you and you might might be earning 10 grand in your job but you want people to see the watch and the car and everything and, and you get it on credit and you think about the monthly payment and that's pretty much all you're worried about but people don't realize the impact of that later on when they're looking to buy a property and the opportunity they have when they come out of school to start getting into saving patterns—it sounds so boring, but it's not boring when ten years later they can afford to buy the, you know, the car and have the house and have a drive to put it on. So um, I do think the school system. I mean, we, Jamie and I, talk about this all the time about how we're going to go to schools and talk to them all and um, put it into the education. And we are we are talking to people about doing that. The London Institute of Banking and Finance are working on it being a GCSE but it needs to it needs it to need be to,
0: it needs to be
1: a compulsory GCSE not an optional one either it needs, yeah. to, be, it needs to be like home economics and stuff like it needs to be like in into these kids brains because like the, interesting you touched on the, you know the kids on finance and stuff like mm. don't get me wrong, I like watches I like cars I, I know how much these things cost yeah and oh, I was you shouldn't unless you, like you've got these kids who live at home with their parents who've got you know brand new Rolexes and I it's, it's wrong. It's wrong because it's everything so easily attainable now. Like, yeah. it's—I it, just think it, it just gives off a terrible, 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 terrible image to to kids these days. And well, where do um, you go I mean,
2: if you've already got a Rolex and a Louis Vuitton at school? Like, what do you aspire for materially?
1: Yeah, you know, why walk around like a Gucci trap suit? I mean what? I mean will it come on right. It's, it's just stupid. And I just I, mean, I, I I see why they do it, because you want you don't want to be you don't want to be dubbed as the poor kid who can't, you know, no. can't afford those kind of things. And it's it's like I, mean, I went to Dubai yeah. recently in um just in that little gap in December. Um I actually got COVID there actually. But No, you <laughs>
2: didn't, did you really?
1: Yeah, I'm a survivor. But oh, um my God. <laughs>
2: oh was but, it bad uh, did you have it badly
1: no, i had touch with i was very lucky because i'm pretty fit and healthy so um i had a kind of a minor cold realistically oh. I was to be honest i was quite glad to get it and get it out of the way yeah I was, there's always a worry that if you do get it, you could be one of those ones that unfortunately yeah. comes to it but it was okay. okay i've had it um it wasn't ideal but um when i was hoping to like to buy a I'm aware of watches and I know the value. I'm seeing these like eighteen, nine year old kids with like toes on their necks and those little god awful man bags, you know, those things they wear, those little perky things, like pet hey. <laughs> and they've got like fifty grand like protect Philippe watches on. And I'm like, that yeah. like, I mean that's a fake, but like I was like, why well, would you have watch that amount of money? Like what, when are you like it doesn't make I, just, I couldn't fathom. I couldn't, I, one, I was incredibly jealous. Yeah, one, I was going to
2: say, I don't know how much of this is us being jealous of the of the things <laughs> they
1: have. That so but I think, I think there's a real lack of, I don't know, There's I've, people have lost what things are special and what I not I think everyone mm. just thinks so they can have that. Uh, for me, a, a Rolex was, uh, when I got my one, it was for me a uh, mark of my life. I, I I reached a certain career point in my life. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to treat myself to that cause I've earned it. I know I said, I was going to get one. But now people just get in and willing in They walk into goldsmiths and
2: know.
1: You know, there are available, but goldsmiths are my boys. Um <laughs>
2: How did it feel when you got it? Did it feel I absolutely
0: loved it
1: did every you time? Did it feel how you thought it would? Yeah, I was like this all the time. I my watch. like <laughs> Hello. Like, how
2: are you it's doing? <laughs> but now,
1: like, for me, it's like, I you know, for me they like, I'm I invest in them now to give to my kids in the long run. That's my that's, that's kind of lovely. where I spend my money. Everyone tells me like, Oh, I'll waste the money, but if you know anything about watches, obviously, there. some of them are quite uh, they're they're the, second-hand market. the second-hand market for yeah. them. It's like all the price. So I'd never sell them. I just want to keep them and kind of give them to my kids. But yeah. it's just it's, – it's lovely because I've built up a relationship with my local dealer now just by being yeah, a nice guy and being quite considerate and help them out on LinkedIn. And they're doing really well. It means I get all the nice new stuff.
2: Which is yeah nice. that's really uh, good no they are definitely an asset and an investment for sure if you know your watches if you know what you're doing
1: i, I do find the go to meetings i like look at people especially looking at decision makers and I, I shouldn't do this
2: yeah but
1: if i'm property because decision makers generally have quite a big ball in you know, they've got a lot of money yeah. and kind of fun about um and you do kind of always you always have a little look i know i know i shouldn't do it it's so shallow but because property is such a shallow industry anyway <laughs> um <laughs> i got off a tangent on my watches here. But what I was the yeah. answer, actually? Which I was yeah. interested to ask, actually. So, uh, probably l- last time we touched on mortgages, now I'm going to talk about some other stuff. But if you had 500 grand, for argument's sake, say, say so your house is worth 500 grand and you have 500 yeah. grand, would you yeah. pay off your mortgage? Uh,
2: no, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, okay, well, I you said that. Yeah, cool. Okay, why not? Just for people. Because people's dream is to pay off their mortgage, isn't it? But yeah. I don't think
2: so, no, I, I think it's probably the biggest anticlimax going. I mean, our <laughs> job is to try and get people to pay their mortgage off as quickly as possible. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I um, I don't think it would be as life changing as you think. Like, I think yeah, you, you have a you know a couple of grand less a month or, or more if your mortgage is higher, but you still got all your bills, and you can probably do stuff with that money that might make you more money than paying off your mortgage and saving a couple of grand each month if you're. If you're clever with it, um, and I think money creates opportunities, and not necessarily in just paying off your mortgage. It's about right. What can I do with this? That's what I would. If I had half a million pounds, I'd be like, right. What can I do with what, this? Yes. What, 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 what
1: going to create opportunities? What, what would you do if I gave you five hundred grand?
2: Well, a lot. I think a lot of it I'd invest in uh, my business, or a chunk of it I'd invest in my yeah. business to take to up level that. Um, I definitely have a holiday but I would probably also um, invest my money i would try and I, I love the idea of helping other people start businesses um because yeah. I know what that felt like and without i started this business with with no cash input and that was really hard to get a business off the ground with not that injection and also not that person that holds you accountable um so I think yeah I like the idea of that as well like seeing what business ideas are out there. Um, because I,
1: I looked at because I thought about saying cinema myself, like trying to help, like not have loads of disposable income, but like when I did have, I thought there must be some way you can facilitate this. Because, yeah, when you think people out there who do give money, like investors, my experience with investors can be that they're quite shrewd, mm. like, and I think people just think you're out there to like the pound the flesh. I'm not even about it, you know. Of course, you want yeah. to make a little bit, of money from it, but it's nice to be part of a journey, it's nice to watch people yeah like you know how happy you were that first time someone went to you for a mortgage and paid you some money yeah like i mean what it's, it's, it's the best feeling in the world i was in pizza express and i remember the first time some, someone had actually put money in my account from outside of like anyone i knew I and mean, a client it, it felt amazing yeah like, if i can give that to someone it'd be lovely
2: and there's so many ideas out there um that sometimes you just need someone to back you, whether that's, it doesn't even have to be financially, but you just need someone to back your idea and say, yeah, yeah. it's a good idea, you should do that. Um, so, yeah, I like to think I'd do stuff like I know I do invest my husband's into shares and stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's loads I could do, <laughs> so much. Yeah. And I'd probably yeah. put some studio time as well. You know, just, I think money does create a bit of freedom and just, yeah. you can get off a rat race and actually assess what you want to do. Whereas when you're chasing the money, you're just, you know on the taste aren't
1: you all the time so you don't even invent- happiness by it bloody helps yeah it does it, it, it does, does. It, i mean you're foolish if we say it doesn't but it does you know i know it hasn't it hasn't brought me happiness when i've had a really good time like good months. It hasn't brought me massive happiness but i am generally more happy than usual but yeah touching it very briefly then um can we talk about the voice yeah can we, talk
0: about that?
2: we can talk about
1: the so voice. yeah yeah so um for those of you that don't know. Uh, You were on The Voice, weren't you? How are you a finalist?
2: Well, I would be classed as a semi-finalist based on the current format, but then I was a knockout finalist. But whatever, unless you watch it. Yeah, let's just say I was a semi-finalist. That sounds better.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, I find these things fascinating. So how did did it come about?
2: Um, Well, I've always sung, I've always applied for these sorts of things, to be honest, and had varying degrees of success back Back in the day, I, I wanted to be in front of Simon Cowell because, to me, he was the guy. He was the guy that would yeah. tell me if I was crap or if I was a good singer. And I didn't have the confidence to know myself. So I just yeah. thought, he's the one. He doesn't know me. He doesn't care. He he takes no like, punches, if that's the right phrase. And I just wanted to get in front of him. And I finally did after years and years of producers and got my moment where I thought, okay, here we go. This is the moment where he's, he, he will tell you. And he said, some really lovely things and I got four yeses and I one ran on stage wearing t-shirts exactly how you see on TV except it didn't get put on TV and um, after That's having them visit my house X Factor they I came amazing. to my house they came to my work they filmed me doing everything and then it just nothing happened I'd, I got sent home in the middle of the night it was Ollie Mers' year and I thought oh my god this is a tough industry like really? I was not prepared for that I thought I'd made it because you know everything was happening they were at my blimmin house you know I thought oh my god I'm gonna be on x-factor it's gonna be amazing but it ended just as quickly and he just said don't give up because you've got it but you need more confidence but of course you have an experience like that it strips you of all your confidence Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah had varying degrees of success over those years and then just gave up just had one too many rejections and thought I'm not doing this anymore
0: did you always want
2: yeah. to Yeah, I mean, I would have gone in a group, but I never knew anybody else that could sing, to be honest. So I just didn't have that opportunity, but I probably would have been better in a group, to be fair. Um, anyway, I then, Britain's Got Talent rejected me for, a, I didn't get put on the show at the last minute. And then I became a mortgage broker because of it. I remember sitting at my desk thinking, oh, that's it. I'm going to become a mortgage, I'm going to do something I can control. So the mortgages and singing have always been intertwined. Um, and years later, I'd started going live, as a mortgage broker and um just got a bit more confidence, did some self development, did loads of therapy, just found like another side to myself and realised I still wanted to sing. And so I applied for X Factor again and the voice. And um yeah, and the voice the voice went all the way to the blind audition and obviously beyond that in the end. So it was kind of I'd waited 16 years for this moment, but it was a hundred percent worth it. What's yeah the best, and then uh um oh, I would probably say like the four turns because I told my daughter all about the law of attraction and I said to her if you believe in something and you really believe it and you imagine it time and time and time again and you feel all the emotions as if it's happening you can create magic in your life and mummy is going to get four turns on this show called The Voice and I showed her on the YouTube and said this is The Voice and she's like what so they turn their chair if they like you and I'm like yeah but they don't see you they just hear you and She was like, You're gonna get four turns. I really think you will. And I said to her, I need you to pretend with me when mummy's singing at home, like, just give me a cuddle. Like, imagine I'm on the stage and we're gonna get Jennifer Hudson to turn. And she's like, Okay. And she watched the whole thing play out. And then when the day came, I absolutely bricked it. Like, lost all my confidence, lost everything, and just thought, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I'm gonna mess it up. I can't remember the words, I can't breathe properly, my chest feels tight, I feel shaky. I just lost lost myself completely, as we do when we panic. And um obviously I managed to pull it together with a lot of help backstage. But that moment was like I can't I one go yeah, yeah. and that yeah. that's what freaked me out is they said the judge because they hired you from the coaches so you backstage you can't go anywhere on your own and you're there from six in the morning and I didn't get seen till six at night but they they protect you and you're in a poncho all day so you're sweating like nervous sweating under a poncho in that bright light rooms being filmed on an awful day around people with massive egos massive confidence it's a really draining experience backstage and I just lost my head. I didn't I couldn't see my family. So I just lost what I lost everything basically, all my perspective. Um, but eventually I did get it back. And then as I was standing towards the edge of the stage, I just all I can say is I can't ever be back to that person there because once I stepped on and took the leap and took a deep breath and thought, right, on you go, you've got to do it now. I um went into some weird headspace and I just knew this is it like this is the thing you've been waiting for your whole life and she's over there you just got to do it now and they didn't turn around when I thought they might and and yeah just I used everything everything I had in that moment and then when I heard them go dung, dong dung, and then finally heard dong at the end and saw Sienna I just thought oh my god like I've actually <laughs> just proven to myself that not only can I overcome my own stupid crap that's in my head all the time, but I actually can create things if I actually put enough effort into it and if I care enough about it. So right, then yeah. I set the mortgage mum up because I thought, do you know what, I've got other ideas in here that yeah. I doubted and talked myself out of and, you know, do it now. Do it now while you feel brave. So I set the mortgage mum up there and then like pretty much well a few months later with Jamie after winning the battle that's his condition win the battle and I'll back you set it up with you. So yeah, when, you, and no Jennifer,
1: you in Jennifer's group then? Uh,
2: yeah yeah so yeah. Jennifer had some turn around and I I wanted her to compare me to Mariah Carey which was ridiculous <laughs> like such a ridiculous thing to want but she did she did say yeah. oh your voice reminds me of Mariah Carey and I thought. I am a manifesto. Like, I, I am magic. Like, tell me. But yeah, obviously then I was like, I'm, I want to win it. And now I want to win it. And I didn't win it, which was crushing because I'd told myself I could like do anything. And I really, for the first time ever, I believed it. I thought I actually could, I actually can do anything. I'm going to win it. And then I didn't win it. Um, and I sort of had to have a real hard journey of like, oh, actually I can't. So which bits can I do and which bits can't? And how does it all work you know so that's been a bit tough but um I have to remember that moment because it was a it was a very powerful one and I haven't gone back to being that person since I'm different now and that's just the way it is I have to move forward
1: I mean that's I mean inspiring I, mean, I think like, I love the way to picture it make it happen I think that's what well, people just don't have in them they just can't indeed vis- vis- themselves get into that situation come on oh my friends are looking to get a new job and I'm like mate just tell yourself you're going to get that job tell yourself you can not get promoted you'll get the job and it's like it's not how it works I how it bloody works all right yeah you know, people say oh you know I might I might do it maybe if I'm like oh, piss off all right just yeah can't make it just do it right. I, I
2: see
0: need, that I in need. you
2: I do see that in you like when I see your stuff I think yeah he's I think it's, that, it's just that slight mindset shift. You can sense it in other people. No,
1: no one else is going to do it for you. So you're going to have to do it. One thing I want to know about the boys, actually, are you still friends with any of them? Just to keep in touch.
2: As in the coaches or the contestants? Yeah, or anyone, anyone, yeah, anyone. Uh, producers, yeah. yes. And I'm like doing some orchestras for the vocal coaches and stuff at the moment, which is really cool. Yeah, that's really nice. No, I mean, I wish I could say to you, I've got Will I Am in my phone, but I did bump into him a couple of months after, and I thought, I hope he remembers yeah, he me. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was there to take my daughter to the Voice Kids, um, but I was secretly thinking, <laughs> oh, please let me see Will I Am again. i just, I just wanted to see if it was fake or whether he yeah. actually did remember. And he saw me and just went, "Mother Tucker," and I went, "Well," <laughs> and yeah. gave him a cuddle. And I it's didn't know. Nice have... In
1: real
0: life, oh, like, he's you so see nice.
2: Um, yeah, he's really tall. Yeah. Cool. and very ripped, like completely tight. Do you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, you like don't, you can't, tight, yeah. you can't imagine that he actually really is in really good shape. But he said. um yeah, he was like, grab your ph-. I said, how do I get in contact with you? Because you never answer my DMs. It's <laughs> like, I don't see them because there's, I get millions of them. But um, go and get your phone and I'll give you my number. And they have taken my phone off me. And it's like, one, it's a moment that I think about all the time and think, why did you do that to me, universe? Like, why did, you, <laughs> why did you put me in front of him? And then I couldn't get his phone number and he couldn't get mine. And now it's done. You know, years later, I've never heard from him and that's it. But he said, I'll find you. I'll find you. Has he? No. Like no, he hasn't found me. I do
1: get yeah, like because I, I mean I've only got like five hundred followers, but I have loads of stuff in my message request thing. I don't even see, so he must have millions of people. Oh, he must stuff. have
2: so many. But yeah, he, he's being been honest. Yeah, it, the thing is with these shows, as I sadly understand now, is once it's done, it's done. Like it's on to the next yeah. series. They're advertising the next lot before you've even got out the door. So you have to just use it, and if you don't use it, then shame on you. You know, you get a platform. it's not the, the, I thought it was like the golden ticket, like in Willy Wonka, I was thinking, I've got the golden ticket now, I'm in, I'm in the industry, that's it, I've done it. Woohoo, 36 or whatever, 34, and I've made it. But no, you have to keep, you have to just take the opportunity and keep using it as much as you can. And I never thought it would turn into a company, a mortgage company. I
1: like how you, because I think what you've done is, you've kind of taken it a direction where maybe you didn't think you were supposed to go, but it probably is the right direction for you to go. And you need this is a vehicle to get you to that point. Like yeah. you're, You've done the brand. You've done the personal brand. Your personal brand's great. And I think that's – I love people who have got personal brands. I think a lot of people – that's what I try and talk about on these casts. Is that – casts?
2: Is that we call them? That's what I'm <laughs> episodes? Podcasts? I don't
1: episodes, know. <laughs> um, Just go with it. Brand, it's so important to anyone that's got a career where you have to have sales and you have to – get new clients is to have a personal brand and make people yeah. want to work with sarah and subsequently sarah's company which is mortgage Mum. so i mean yeah have you have you lent on it much uh when it comes to setting up does has it open any doors
2: oh yeah there's no way the mortgage mom would be where it is without it no it just wouldn't I, at the beginning i used it to get the industry to care that we were there yeah. so i'd be like i do, you know, I've got, I've just come off the voice and they wanted to interview me loads on the voice. I did loads of free interviews. And then once I came off the voice, I was like, I've got a story I'd love you to feature. I'm setting up the mortgage mom. I'd love you to do a piece. And they put us on the front cover. And that was it. As soon as I got that, I've been able to use like my platform to say, look at what we're doing. Look at what we're doing. Look at what I'm doing. I've got an opinion on this. I've got an opinion on that. And I'm still climbing, but I wouldn't be even on the first step if it wasn't for the fact that they were interested in the first place because of the voice otherwise i've just been with another this. person yeah, sorry
1: just by linkedin you were doing this
2: um so linkedin's normal, been quite a recent thing actually because you've been on link you've been smashing linkedin for quite a while like when i first met you i didn't even i wasn't even on linkedin and i heard about oh, you are really? on it then no, I'm on oh, it now. I'm on it now. But back then, I didn't realize it was a big thing. I just thought it was a CV place, to be honest with you. But now I see it's such. It's probably the platform that you should be on, to be honest. But no, back then it was just yeah, email and so and Instagram and stuff like that, really. But um, yeah, so definitely I've used it um, to get us where we needed to be, and we wanted people to look what we're doing. You know, we're bringing women in that wasn't being done. We we're using online before the world of COVID, that wasn't being done. And so we needed people to give us a little bit of space to talk so that people could see that we were there. And I just know for sure if it wasn't for The Voice, they just wouldn't have been interested. I just would have been another random woman that happens to be a mortgage breaker. Why would they no, care? Do you, do
1: you, know what, you know what I like? I think what I like about a brand is mum. Mum is a word that resonates with everyone.
2: It's so
1: true. It's inherently positive word, isn't it? Like There's never a yeah. negative word about mum. And I think... Where it, there's always the risk when you do have a, a sex only kind of company that you do kind of ice you know, isolate men. Yeah. But, but men, you know, men don't inherently care generally. But I think it was you you kind of run it at the right time. You hit it pretty well when women's rights was a big thing again. It was kind of spun yeah. back around. Female empowerment and I think you hit it right at the right time and
2: Yeah,
1: it's I not hope so. I don't find it as a bloke. Um it doesn't you know, it's not something that I thought, oh it's just women there and I actually think oh yeah fair play the mums their mums their mums just trying to earn a living that's nice yeah. you know yeah, the mortgage we, dads work with it I don't think
2: well right. funny you should say that because yeah. I've probably had 20 men maybe more yeah. approach me even in the park like when I'm with my kids I've had a guy <laughs> come over and go like not being funny but you know other men do want flexible working just like you're providing you can do a mailbag like I'll be the mortgage dad and. We have, like, yeah, loads of emails of people saying, I want to set oh, up so a mortgage dad. Just kind of and...
1: right? It's just breaking news. Well, again.
2: I, no, I mean, <laughs> I haven't got time at the moment. And to be honest, yeah. I think it would, um, I don't know, there's something. about I, I do want to provide it. it. Yeah, I want to provide that space for men, 100%, like if that's what they need and they can't get it. But I think the world's going that way anyway. I don't think they'll yeah. need us. I think companies are thankfully... Seeing that they do need to be a bit more flexible, they need to let people work from home a little bit, and if they've got families, you know, let them pick them up from school sometimes. I think that will happen anyway. So, but if not, yeah, maybe in the future. But right now, you know, I've got to focus on what we've got rather than trying to, yeah, yeah. get too big for my boots. You know. So well, I just I made,
1: I made a mistake of I had, like with to went quite well early on. I thought I could launch some state agents, and then that went tits up. So, oh really? It's... I
2: didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it was a pucker brand. Like I'll maybe say, because I'm, uh, like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be yeah, talking on Sarah's podcast next week. So yes. ask me about it next week. Cause, yeah. um, it was uh, a massive learning curve, huge learning curve. But I think sometimes oh. it's, I'd rather be the best at one thing than average at lots of things. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, I think as well, it's, it's nice and addictive to start something new. I think new ideas are quite addictive. So yeah. when you're in your business, sometimes when it gets a little bit tough and, yeah, just tough, you just want some inspiration to start something new and get all that excitement back to start well, I'm doing this. And, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it's, exactly. Yeah, it's important, really. But oh, I'm yeah. surprised the estate agent didn't work. But, yeah. You'll have yeah, oh, I you
1: know it was. Lack of balls and a lack of oh. money. Yeah. It's that, yeah. 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 that money
2: thing. You need that money, don't you?
1: Generic brand, like I spoke to you about earlier. So I was saying, you know, I spoke to Sarah before the show, and it was that I love generic brands. So I like the Mortgage money, which is a nice generic brand that can kind of have the whole of the market. It could be national, you can roll it out, franchise it, et cetera, et cetera. So what I was trying to stay in called flat. It's just purely target flats because I work in the leasehold yeah. sector. I know how flats work and do lease extensions because it's a management I can do all that stuff. And I thought I a, I'd have it on the under. I thought I could advertise on the underground, I could do all this stuff. Yeah. No idea how much it all was. It was so expensive. Spent it thousands on that, And it was just, yeah, it still upsets me to this day. But it's something I look at again. But we get a lot of work from estate agents now. So yeah. we can't.
2: When, know, is that after Hortons money. that
1: you set that up then? Uh, yeah, so Hortons, this was about a year. The idea was to drive traffic to Hortons.
2: Hortons, we yeah.
1: All of these extension work. We'd sell it for that. And we had, we had developments on. We, 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 we were up and running, but cut the wrong acquisitions in terms of staffing and uh not because they're bad people just they weren't right for, the, for what it was and i think trying to well i said ask you about so I, we're trying to hire at the moment um for one of the companies and it's trying to find people who're not asking for massive basics and want to yeah. ask for more commission i want people that are going to come to me and ask for fifty percent commission
2: yeah
1: i want them people because they're the ones you know are going to make money not the ones yeah. that are like oh, i want 50 grand basic salary and you know i'm not yeah. going bothered it and I was like, you're not really the right person. I mean, how do you get warning signs of people come in asking for, I mean, it's a little bit different with your business it model. It is but. different,
2: but I mean, I've, it's so funny you say that because I've had this over the last few weeks um, particularly where you you want people to be as, in, as invested as you are, which is difficult when it's your idea and your company, but you want people who are willing to lose a bit to start with to gain a bit in the end and that's the journey we go on as business owners like we don't just turn up rock up and oh brilliant we're earning a great salary like i've taken a massive salary drop um since i was a broker to doing this and that's not people don't see that people don't realize that's going on but you need those people who are also willing to see the bigger potential in something and be willing to lose a little to drive themselves forward so that they can get the end goal um, that's not easy to find and but they are out there but it is i don't think people can have that same hunger and drive unless they've got that like you say that lower basic getting that commission because that's what drives you to keep yeah. going when it's hard is is that chase
1: i don't know i would have a nice big paycheck each month i'm not a bit that bothered about getting you know getting those deals in but then if someone went to micole you know you could earn you know, triple what you could earn on a basic, then yeah, I'd be much more driven to do it. But some people talk a good game, but they don't ever, they don't ever when it comes to the job offer. And then very quickly, no, that's to... the
2: hard thing, isn't it? Interviews is one thing, it's when they're in the job that I've learned probation periods are really important because yeah. really you can't get a measure until probably the first three months of working with somebody. And then you can really see and feel, okay, yeah, we're on, we're in alignment, let's go. But um, sometimes it doesn't – it's not quite how you think it's going to be in those first few months.
1: Yeah, Staff is hard. the hardest I mean, thing. Yeah, it's bloody hard. Like, we, we're we, trying to hire at the moment. It's expensive for a start. I hate paying recruiter's fees. No offence recruiters, but I know you have a purpose, but I hate paying it. Yeah. Um, and it's finding the right people that – because I know there's a company that I know who – their new starters, they take them out for drinks before they even start. Oh, Make sure they're not like because you don't want to like go on a client event and they're absolute knobheads. No, you got to make (laughs) sure. And that's something because we do like we have to entertain a lot of clients, we have to take a lot of people out, and it's important. do you? Okay. Yeah, it's it's, that's how I grew the business was by taking like, I hadn't gone to that event of you know where I met where I met yourself, we wouldn't have met, you know, we we wouldn't be here now. So um, that's
2: very true, actually. It's
1: very important to get out. But one, have you been to MIpping in France? I don't no, know. but
2: I've, I've heard you talk about this. What is it? Should I Sorry. know what it is?
1: Um, well, it's cancelled this year for COVID, but... Um, it's
2: I a think, big thing, though, isn't it?
1: It's a big thing. So it's like the World Property Conference in France. Basically, it's like a corporate cabos. It's the best way to describe it. Okay. Like It used to be quite... It's basically a time where the professional can go away, network, um, but have a good time doing it. And it's not stifling network where it's, you know, I'm Jeff you know I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> it's like people have like, gin and tonics bar and there's yacht parties it's a really cool place to go um, and well, I've done a lot of good business there actually and because it's very male dominated women yeah. apparently do do better there especially women that have got something about them and not just there to look pretty you know yeah. there's a lot of ones that are just taken there just to attract people over really?
0: uh, but the ones that
1: you know I've got sand. yeah. It does work because it's not, they yeah. go, This is the point. one time, these folks have got to be away from their wives, so they're yeah,
0: absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so. Yeah, it, how it is, is <laughs> yeah.
1: It's pretty <it's>, <laughs> hard. It's carnage, guys. From the story, you see these like grown men at the airport on the way back, like looking like they've just got back from Magaloo. Oh
0: my <laughs> gosh,
2: <laughs> how am <laughs> I not, not? How do I not know, was, know about this? It's because I'm a woman, isn't it? I don't realize what's going on. Either yeah. that or I'm just out of it. Out of it. <laughs>
1: we should have it a look it's tax, you know, it's tax deductible. You can get it through, you know, you can put it through the business expense and yeah. you can meet, you have to meet one or two people out there, one or two estate agents for you guys or yeah. I don't know I don't your client base is but facilitator and you're laughing then and yeah. it's good on, it's, it's good, it's good, I think for the brand as well to be out and about meeting people and, Oh fuck, I'm sorry I swore better to me, man. But she, you know, Sarah's gone to France to yeah. you know to grow a business. That says a lot about her. Yeah, okay, it's cans, it's lovely, it's hot. She's damaging yeah. time. But
0: yeah.
1: it's worth investigating, like with the other guys, like
2: Yeah, it's, well, it's uh, interesting because we 'cause we've we've only started our business in lockdown. Like we've pretty much yeah. been in lockdown since we had a company to talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I
1: think you've got good stuff. This is why yeah. this is nice. It's networking kind of you yeah. know it's popular it's like networking so that's why it's nice but you yeah. think, are you going to go out are you planning to go out and meet people
2: yeah I suppose I'm gonna to have to right because I need to I need to I need to meet people I feel like I've met so many people online and I actually feel safe I feel like I am a, a someone that's much more confident on a screen and online than I probably yeah. am in real life so I, I hope I don't you know everybody's gonna have this expectation they're gonna meet me and I'll be like all coy and Hi, hey, are you all right? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah. So I don't know. I, I I will have to. It will be the next. You know, you always have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. That's not how you expand yourself. That's going to be me expanding myself. Will be putting myself out there in networking events. So yeah, I will be. I'll need to learn. It's a whole new game. I haven't had to do it yet. So um yeah, I will though See, i so network
1: maybe- network for you or I've been doing because so I've been viewing houses recently.
2: Okay. Especially work
1: with estate agents.
2: Really? The yeah, thing is, they're, they're all with affinity, so I'll be poaching on oh. my own ground. So, yeah, but yeah, no, I'd imagine it is, to be fair, because, I mean, if you give a good, yeah, if you get on with this, it's all about people, isn't it? Getting on with somebody and clicking with them.
1: Pure people. It's pure. Like, I've met a couple of agents recently who are so driven. So, really? so, so. Um, I won't name drop them, because... We've got other clients as well but um, they're so so driven these guys and like, yeah. it's quite um, addictive watching them kind of like being with them because you you're, like feeding off their enthusiasm yeah. for their, the way they do things and you'll know who they are but like, they're literally just smashing it in the moment like dominating yeah. things. I'm just like that fact, I mean it work here be out God sense but like I mean what's your I mean what's your dream like as you kind of round this podcast like what's the dream the yeah. Sarah next 12 months for yeah
2: for the next 12 months or yeah,
1: in, general. Year, in general? In general, wherever it went to be.
2: Um, I think for the next 12 months, it's about building solid foundations, which is such a boring thing. It can't even class it as a dream. So I'm going to <laughs> extend the time period. Um, yeah. I have a vision of uh, pulling up onto my drive. It's not my drive now, but I have this house. Never seen it before in my life, but I've been in that house and lived in it. I know exactly. It's gorgeous. So gorgeous. And I pull up and I go in and... You know, I'm in this beautiful kitchen with my daughter chatting. She's definitely older. And um, I'm, I'm doing TV work. So talking about mortgages like Martin Lewis. There needs to be a woman out there who's talking about this stuff as well. Not everybody just listening to Martin, although he's good. There needs to be some females going out there talking about that stuff too. Um, and I have this thriving team. Um, and But I've got some more balance in my own life. So doing, you know, the TV bits or... And um, maybe a bit of singing sometimes or and, and being involved in the company, but perhaps not having a little bit more freedom, like actually stepping outside of my garden, for example, and just having oh, a little walk around. Do it, do it. Doing the management. The yeah, time. yeah, that's that's my dream. And but actually giving people, you know, all these women are happy about it. They're not just thinking I'm skiving off, that it's it's providing an opportunity for somebody else to be there when they're hugely passionate, perhaps when my yeah. passion is going to something else. That's my dream, really, and that creates opportunities for other people. But I I would love to have my yeah sights on, on that, but always be passionate about something else and have a little bit of balance that, you know, I can actually sit in my kitchen and have a coffee with my daughter, for example, while the sun's shining and not feel like I should be running at a million miles an hour all the time for the rest of my life. <laughs> so
1: that's... Right. Uh, so that's a nice dream.
2: That's, yeah, it might, it might, it might change. change.
1: Yeah, but dreams always change. You've got that one dream and i will change. Yeah,
2: I think exactly. That's... I'll be like, oh, I'm bored of coffees in the morning. Come on, get me, get me <laughs> on the new business centre. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. At the moment, that's the vision that kind of motivates me.
1: I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure that will happen. Well, thank you for coming on. I'll thank put, you put all your details me. below. That's okay. You've been a lovely guest, actually. Probably the best one so far. So, oh, um, that's
2: nice. How so many fun. have you had, that like, too? Or, like, is this the natural compliment? No, we've had that.
1: <laughs> no, we've had We um, VR6 person, actually. Oh, that's Don't lovely. Else, but obviously I'll your,
2: take that. I'll take
1: that. Well very interesting. So, thank you for coming on. Thank uh you. you want to get in touch with Sarah. I think that will be below. And, yes. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon.
2: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at MattressFirm.com today.